For your information, it's brought to you by Brody's Shark Spray. Got a shark? Don't want it? Use Brody's Shark Spray. One spray will make the kill go away. Warning, Brody's Shark Spray has not been tested in real waters. We're pretty sure it would be just, it would just wash off. It works real good on dead sharks though. That did, they did not move. Please do not use against hammerheads, tiger sharks, land sharks, shark tail DVDs, or as a gag. If you are hurt by our product not working properly, please remember that you bought Brody's Shark Spray. That doesn't even make sense. You're stupid. Don't sue us, pussy. Brody's Shark Spray. Get yours today. Ladies and gentlemen, live from coast to coast, we proudly present For Your Information with Zach and John. Still looks fake. Welcome to For Your Inflammation, a podcast about good movies, better cocktails, and best mates. Arr! We're your host, Zach. You know the thing about a drunk? He's got lifeless oh eyes. Black eyes. Like a, like a doll's eyes. When he comes at you, doesn't seem to be living until he takes a big-ass swig of that beer and those black eyes roll over white. And then he falls off the bar stool with high-pitched screaming. The bar turns red, and in spite of all the pounding and hollering, they all come in and carry you out of the Applebee's. You know, John, as much as I like to hear about how your parents conceived you, I really don't want to hear about it again. Uh, you know, uh, the, getting kicked out of an Applebee's is a personal dream of mine. Dude, getting kicked out of an Applebee's, I feel like it has to be hard. Like, Applebee's is, like, for, like lowest common denominator. Like, I, I'm not trying to be rude, but, like, let, let, let's just call Applebee's what the fuck it is. I like it. Uh, I like the angle you're taking with this. I, I, Yes, it is the lowest common denominators, and yes, it seems like it must be difficult to get kicked out of an Applebee's, but I want to know how difficult it is to get kicked out of an Applebee's. Like, is it a quantity thing? Is it an appearance thing? Is it a volume thing? Like, how many beers can I get back-to-back before they say, hey, I, I'm not allowed to give you any more? Like, do they have written corporate rules for that, or is it truly at the discretion of the bartender? Because if it's at the discretion of the bartender, I really don't think it's going to happen. It, to me, it's like, okay, like, you can get kicked out of an Applebee's for, like, you know, doing something simple. Walking in there naked, that is obviously going to get you out of an Applebee's. But to cause such a commotion at, like, I guess at a, like, believable level, I feel like it would be hard. Like, you would have to actually be belligerently drunk. And as we all know, Applebee's waters down all of their drinks, and there's no way I think you could get actual drunk at Applebee's. So if you are going to get drunk enough to be thrown out of Applebee's, you're definitely going to have to pregame. Yeah, I think that you would really just have to stick to bottled beers, and you can get liquor straight. Uh, They will do that. So you may be able to do shots or drink it neat until they cut you off. I'm interested to know exactly which one will get you there faster. Like, how many shots of Patron can I order for, like, eight dollars a shot before they cut me off versus how many like bottles of sam adams boston lager can i down like is it the same amount do they have written rules for that let's find out anyway welcome to the show everybody it is july believe it or not um you you have made it halfway through this god awful rotten year um john welcome to the other side of 2020 uh, feels great feels good to be over on this side over the hill if you will for this figure day would be fun to explore a simpler time when you know like the movies and shit were open uh-huh and talk about summer blockbusters i uh, love them yes and uh just for anyone who's unaware with that title uh when i say blockbuster i'm not talking about the chain of rent video rental stores from the from the late 80s to the er- to the early 2000s before netflix destroyed everything mm-hmm. Um, I was actually talking about the term blockbusters, which was used to describe films that, like, literally broke the block. Mm-hmm. Broke over the, the block. Yes, so, like, people just would line up for for hours to see a movie, and I, I can't even imagine that happening today. Uh, our systems are so much better. Uh, better, you say. I, it, better... But less uh, once we get to our topic for the day. And uh, if, once again, if you didn't gleam at the title, uh, we are talking about Jaws. Yes, Jaws. Uh, there are Jaws in this movie. It's not a deception. There there are Jaws. Uh, as a matter of fact, in, a couple, in one scene inside of Quint's 
house? Is it his house? Um, because yeah. it definitely looks like a barn, like dock area. But they definitely make it seem like it's his house. You're talking about the one with all the like the shark jaws on the walls, like the bones. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. So here's the thing: you pull one down from the wall and go two feet or not two feet. You know, like a whole like Shakespearean thing. Is that weird? Is that culturally insensitive on the island? Um, I, I don't know. Like, I've never lived on an island. I think it, I feel like it has to be weird living on an island. Anyway, he definitely lives in that place, and, like, there's a lot of shark skulls in there. So, I have to assume that this can't be the first shark problem they've had. No. Matter he just goes out and kills sharks. I think he, yes, he is a fisherman that specializes in killing sharks. I think that's his shtick. He enjoys it. You know, he has a history with sharks. So, he's almost like a weird, uh, Captain Ahab. Like a somehow more drunk, more aggressive reckless Captain Ahab just reeks of Christian Brothers brandy. Ugh. What, what liquor did he ask for? I can't remember. It, it was Ew. brandy, which is really just dehydrated wine. Yeah, you know, like when you go to the bathroom and it's summertime, you've been at the pool and all you've been drinking is Mountain Dew because it's Sun Valley Beach, which is closed because too many children died. Right. Um, You do that and you pee and it's like brown and like, you know, you're on the brink of death. That is the like you put in wine and that comes out. That is brandy. Ah, OK. So it is brandy that has been through a filtration. It's wine that's been through a filtration system and like left outside. I'm being mostly facetious. They do use wine. They basically use the wine and distill it into a hard liquor oh okay awesome and i appreciate you bringing the alcohol knowledge first but you know what time this is ah it is it is time for me to shit on you john how the ever loving fuck haven't you seen jaws you know i have seen parts of jaws many times like uh i don't know if i walked in on it or if it was on tv and i only had like 20 minutes to watch it before i had to go to sun valley beach and try to not die again that summer <laughs> but like it was it, it was an experience and i liked it and i had always considered myself to have seen the movie because i got the idea of the movie oh, for but sure. I, I quickly realized when i watched it that i had not seen the whole movie right and just just to be upfront, Jaws is by far not my favorite movie. As a matter of fact, I I've always said, have you seen the poster for Jaws? You've seen the movie. <laughs> Okay, I think that might be a little extreme, but I understand where you're going with that. I mean, what 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 is there to it? Like, there's a shark. The end. <laughs> yes, it's very character driven. It, it's is it because yeah. like I feel like I feel like all the characters like came with like presets. And, like, th nothing changed about them other than the fact that they had to work together to get the shark. Well, see, Zach, that's the thing, is that they are presets now because of this movie. Well, no, 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 no. I, I understand what you're saying. I understand that the characters are iconic, but why are they iconic? We have an uptight, just-moved-from-New-York-City police chief. Sure. And, like, that is his character. I don't know what his favorite food is. I don't know, like, how he met his wife. I don't know anything about that. We have a, like, rich student-type guy who knows a lot about sharks and has, like, a lot of, like, Ghostbusters-like shark equipment. Yes, yeah. He's, uh, he's a bit of a scientist himself. Yes. And then we have the, the, the wild card. We have Quint. Mm -hmm. who's, ju who's just a quintessential wild card. Uh, yeah, okay, you could say that. I think that these are, like, the great comedies or something like that. Like, you get, like, a, it's always sunny in Philadelphia and how the characters are very timeless mm -hmm. in nature. Right, I, I get I get where you're going with that, and no. <laughs> like, I, this movie has always just felt like, and I, this, this may be a sin, so if I lose anybody on this, I'm sorry. I hope you enjoyed the show up until this point. But this is kind of how I feel about most Steven Spielberg movies. Like, I feel like they just look like they are movies. Like, like you know, like those movies that are not real, that are playing in the background of other movies? Uh-huh. That's Spielberg movies. I... The, the, the Spielberg is the LaCroix of filmmakers to me. I I take a slight issue with that, but we'll we'll get to that. I'm sure. Um, I mean, we, we honestly we can talk about it right now if you want. Like, I I'm not. 
<laughs> like I, I'm, I'm totally fine with being upfront about this. I clearly, it's not the first time that you've said this, and uh, it's brave of you, I guess. Uh, it, it's almost. Like, I, I, I'm not. I, I, just so you know, I'm not trying to be brave or be edgy. Like this is legit how I feel. I took a whole class in college where they just showed us Spielberg film after Spielberg film, and I was just like, this sucks. Like, have you ever tried to watch Close Encounters of the Third? Kind? I have actually it seen sucks. that one. I have for sure seen that one. And it sucks. What what sucks about it? It it moves so slow. There's no point to it. There's hardly any payoff to that movie. And you know what the worst part about it is? It's not the movie we're talking about right now. Uh, yeah, I guess. Unless Shark is an alien. You know, unless the shark is an alien. I would love it if there was some sort of Spielberg verse where like fucking Jaws fights Schindler's List. How do you fight Schindler's List? I don't know. The shark is just like, man, that list is bullshit. Is the shark a Gestapo? Like, is he a Nazi? <laughs> I mean, he might as well be. He's a shark, right? Uh, uh, lifeless, like a doll's eyes. <laughs> and then they turn over white. Um, I, there's actually, um, I work, well, I don't work with him, but there, there's a guy involved with the place that I work with that kind of talks like Quint, and it makes me laugh every time. That's Arr. funny. It, it's amazing. It's amazing. I wish I could go into more detail, but I'm pretty sure he wouldn't want me talking about him on a podcast. Anyway, um, so, so John, I'm, I'm guessing you like this movie. I think it's pretty good. Um, I give it like a, like a six and a half, seven out of ten. Hmm, okay. Yeah, like, it's well made. It looks good. It, it is a visual feast for the eyes for the time. Uh, the newer version I watched was in 4K, I think. And now that yeah. I have a 4K TV, yeah, at long last Ooh. I have a 4K TV. Um, you broke down. I guess, and, like, it, it kind of took some of the appeal out of it for me. This seems like a movie that you want to watch on VHS. Um, yes and no. Like, I, I kind of liked the cleaner look that it had but i th there is a want and a need for like the visual aesthetic of watching something in a lower quality yeah especially if it's an older movie like sometimes what like i mean specifically i would say with wizard of oz if you watch the 4k version of wizard of oz you just realize how plastic everything is yeah yeah and also it makes the shark look so much more fake in this movie i <sighs> will talk about it i'm sure i'm sure we'll talk about it but Anyway, spe speaking of things that are plastic and not real, let's do something completely the opposite of that. John, did you make us a cocktail this week that the Orca would be proud to serve up? I think so. Um, cocktail's called The Frenzy. Ooh. And uh, it does take some movie elements into it. So uh, last week we made a wine cooler, or a, a wine cooler cocktail, right? Um, supposed to be served cold, supposed to be super refreshing. Uh, a while back, I want to say it was for Heather's, we did the Remington trash can. That one had wine in it as well. We're going to do a third wine cocktail. I know what you're saying. You're like, John, bit of a wino this month, but I'm, I'm really not. No, not more than usual. <laughs> John is a certified wino, but he also has other interests. It's not like that one kid in middle school who was like really into the Beatles and nothing else. Yes, almost exactly. like um, almost like an NPC character in a game where they their only thing is to talk to you about one thing, and if you just keep talking to them, they'll keep talking about the same thing. Yeah, exactly, just like that. I, I think Mega Man was a really bad game for that. Like I played like one of the newer Mega Mans on like Game Boy SP like for a, a year or two, and like the NPCs had literally nothing to say it was like in pokemon except they didn't give you useful stuff well i mean it's not really fair to say that about pokemon because when you talk to most things in pokemon it just says pikachu that okay yeah but those aren't like characters those are monsters you fight them like michael vick fights dogs uh, um oh excuse me <laughs> fought dogs uh, uh i mean that that's not the part i was arguing with um i mean i I, I'm not sure if I appreciate this comparison, but okay. it is accurate. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you want to fight about it? He, legally speaking, he is convicted of it. It did happen. We're not defaming anyone. Uh, uh, you know what? Of all the times we're not defaming a celebrity, we are not actually defaming anyone this time. Uh, th th this wasn't even the part of the argument I was going for. I was going for more the you saying that they fight the Pokemons like dogs. You make money when you beat the other trainers. When you defeat all of their Pokemon, they pay you for it. That That is a fight. That is a dog fight. Uh, we have to move on. <laughs> okay. You just ruined my childhood. <laughs> okay, so yeah, the cocktail is called the Frenzy. So uh, you're going to make it like this. You get your uh, glass filled with ice, and uh, then you're going to get your shakers. You're going to shake these ingredients with ice. Two and a half ounces of Sauvignon Blanc, 
one ounce of light rum, a half ounce of Cointreau, yeah, I use actual Cointreau this time, one ounce of lime juice, a half ounce of lemon juice. Shake all that up, and you're going to strain it out into the glass. Now, here's the fun part, right? You're going to take a separate container. I use a shot glass because you really don't need that much of it, and you're going to fill it halfway with sweet vermouth and the rest of the way with cranberry juice. Again, use that actual cranberry juice. Don't use the juice cocktail. It's not going to have a pungent enough flavor. Mix it together, mm. and then you can dump it right in the top, and that red swirl is going to go straight to the bottom just like blood in the water. Awesome. Oh, and yeah. There, it, it, does it look like that Monty Python type red? Or does this look like actual blood in the water? It, it's a little more purple, actually, because of the uh, the cranberry juice and uh, the sweet vermouth. Okay, so the inspiration here was that uh, he comes over to the chief's house and he's like, oh, I didn't know what you'd be serving, so I just brought red wine and white wine. Okay, cool. So it, they like wine. Wine's good. That's like the only thing they're really drinking, except for when, I guess, Brody just crushes some brewskis, mm -hmm. literally just sucks them down. <laughs> He, he does drink quite a... Like, there's quite a lot of, like, drunkenness going on in this movie. And I, 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 I have to say, being someone who has been drunk one or two times in his life, um, the way that they handled themselves on that boat <laughs> while theoretically drunk as shit was unbelievable as fuck. Uh, what, what was so unbelievable about okay, it? Okay, when when they had to, you know, crawl the side of the ship to get um to the starboard... Is it the starboard side? Uh, yeah, that's one of the sides. I don't remember which side they were okay, on. Okay, well, they, they were on the, the... They were on the... Okay, so in the, in the trailer business, we would call that the nose. That's like the front. That's like the business end of the trailer. I, I see, yes. Uh, the bow. The bow. Okay, so to get to the bow, they had to, like... Like, they had to, like, kind of scurry across the side of the ship. Ah, uh, yes. How? How would you do that drunken shit? You would definitely fall. I think the being nervous and hesitant is what's going to actually put you in the water. But if you just commit to it and do it because you're kind of tipsy, you're probably going to be fine. It's like getting in a car. That's dark. I'm not going to go there. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that sounded real dark where you were going with that. Um. Yeah, not good. Speaking of dark and speaking of things coming out of dark areas, let's invite our good friend Frank Synopsis to give us a little bit of a, a the little bit of the story of jaws for those of you who haven't seen it which by the way uh, i'm just letting you know there's a shark it eats someone they go after it they get it <laughs> that is it that is jaws frank welcome to the show well it sounds like you did my job for me oh uh, but you, you can prose it up a little bit i mean you, you're the great frank synopsis you can make me want to watch anything man well that's what i'm here for i gotta make the people go watch the movie because they hadn't watched it already because they didn't know what movie we were gonna do and uh then they listen to this it gets ruined and then they go watch it and they're probably a little let down yeah i i feel like me and john have a very interesting like taste in movies so it most most people like jaws most people are not like me yeah you could say that I, I, I mean, I guess so. I don't know. Anyway, Frank, uh, how, how, before we get into it, how are you doing today? I'm doing just fine. I'm back from all of my vacationing, all my traveling. Uh, they asked me to never come back to Jersey Shore again. Oh, no. I mean, is, isn't that like your homeland? Well, New Jersey is, but, uh, you know, the precincts don't really talk. That's why we have an influx of violent crime, always. Right. Um, I, I don't... I. I... <laughs> It's as someone who lives close to New Jersey, I, I'm going to have to go ahead and like put a disclaimer here and say no, New Jersey's not like that. Even though for the rest of the country, you you guys know what New Jersey is. It it is Northern Florida. Northern Florida. Northern Florida. All right, Frank. Well, we're glad that you're not on the run anymore and that you can uh, have some stable employment here. Um, hopefully we can help you uh, get situated back in Central Park. And uh, yeah. I think that's about it. Why don't, why don't you get right into the synopsis, Let's go buddy. for it. There's sharks off the coast of Amity Island. Police Chief Martin Brody sets out to sea to catch a killer shark with the help of Captain Quint and shark expert Matt Hooper. Do they catch the shark? Do they bring justice to the mainland? Do they survive? Find out in Jaws. Beautiful. Thank you very much. You are welcome. See, I, I told you you could, you could prose up the whole boy meets shark, boy meets violent end, shark meets boy's father. I, I, I figured you could make that sound a little better than I could. Thank you, Frank. That is why you keep me around, and that is why I am Bus Fair Rich. Bus Fair Rich for the for the, for the the second month in a row. Maybe, maybe you'll be able to get the nice dumpster in Central Park now. Ooh, I'll have to distract the current occupants, a family of raccoons. Uh, we've been in a bit of a clan war for a really long time. It's like Hatfield and McCoy, but somehow more dirty. I'm I'm shocked at the Hatfield and McCoy reference. But anyway, thank you, Frank. 
Oh, all right, John. Are you back with us? Are you ready to talk about Jaws? Oh yeah, I was always ready. Uh, you're <laughs> always <laughs> ready sounds... to talk about your. I'm not gonna say dislike of Spielberg films, but your dislike of Spielberg films. Um, it's it's not a dislike. It's not a disdain. It's just a. Ugh. It's one of the. It, it's like I I will not watch this on my own. Accord. I feel like you're like a foodie at an Outback Steakhouse. Like a foodie just cannot admit that Outback Steakhouse really does have some banging steak. But I, they got some banging steak. Does it though? Yes. Like, okay, I get how Outback Steakhouse probably has better steaks than, like, Chili's. But, I mean, come on, man. Are we all going to pretend, like, Texas Roadhouse and Longhorns don't exist? Okay, uh, maybe it's a preference. It's not a preference thing. No, okay, Outback is better than Longhorn. That's for sure. And I think Texas Roadhouse has a different kind of appeal going for it. But if you're going to put them ounce for ounce, steak for steak... I don't know that Longhorn, or rather, I don't know that Texas Roadhouse is going to win in any case. Okay, fair enough. However, what I will tell you is that I do not eat steak. So when I go to steak restaurants, I am eating chicken fingers. I... <sighs> and I will tell I'll you... I'll just bring you a bucket of them and I'll dump it out on the table. Oh, God, is this your is this your fucking bucket restaurant idea again? Uh, yeah, yeah. Bucky's Bucket Buffet. Ugh... T tell them tell them about your dreams boy i mean uh, there's really nothing else to it like why bother with all the table stuff when you can have like a a slightly concave table like a little bowl type situation you put down like a like a wax paper tablecloth you prepare the food in a big tin bucket and you just whack bucket all the way down and then you just eat it off the table like a low country boy okay except it's lasagna D okay we've been over this you cannot do this with lasagna lasagna is a thing that needs to contain like if you take lasagna outside of its container it does not hold its shape it doesn't need to that's what you're doing anyway what are you what, what are you eating it like uh like like a cake or is it like some kind of meat cake that's exactly what the fuck it is okay if you just plop the lasagna down onto the concave table it's just going to go everywhere and then all you're going to be eating is just like weird limp wet noodles with meat on them yeah, that's all it is, in general. I understand, but the point of the fucking lasagna is that it has all of this shit inside of it, and if you're just diligent and patient enough, you can eat the lasagna, you, you'll get a little bit of everything in each bite. I think that we kid ourselves with the amount of, like, stock we put in a food sticking together, you know, like a lasagna. Okay, uh, we're really just ripping it apart to eat it anyway. Uh, tacos, like, we kid ourselves if we think that the taco stays together as we're eating it. It absolutely does not. It comes apart. Uh, burritos, maybe not so much. Um, but you know, there's tons of food out there that we really just kid ourselves in thinking that we can have any kind of structure to eating it. And we need to get rid of this idea and just go for efficiency and speed. And I think this solves that problem. Okay, so... You would do lasagna in here, but, like, what about, like, ratatouille? You couldn't do ratatouille this way. Why not? Because ratatouille is completely dependent on being together. I... Look, whenever I'm eating rats, I kind of rip them apart like chicken wings anyway. So I really don't think that it makes a difference if it's in a bucket or not. I, I'm confused. So, d like, you fry the rat whole? Uh, yeah, if you're doing fried ratatouille. I... I think we have different ideas of what ratatouille is. Anyway, John, please do not create a restaurant where you just plop lasagna outside of a bucket into, like, a concave table. Like, it's not going to work. Also, is this restaurant going to be shaped like a bucket, kind of like the chum bucket? Uh, okay, that's a little ambitious. <laughs> I, I would like to think that it's possible to do. Or like uh, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. Like, you know how it's, like, it's shaped kind of like... Uh, like the Hemingway house, I guess, you know, from Key West, Florida. I think, you know, it's got that shape. I, it's shaped like that. I, I, I know what the house looks like, and I know what the Margaritaville restaurant looks like. I, I don't know that it's based on that, but a lot of them look like that. I, I just think that Margaritaville looks like that place where my parents fight. Um, the any, nursing home? Um, no, Margaritaville. Um, <laughs> oh, if you don't have a fight at the Margaritaville, you did it wrong. Yeah, you gotta fight your son in the parking lot. Just like Applebee's. Yes. Oh, God. All right. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about Jaws.
Yes. Um, all right, so let's just do some standard info just so that we know what we're playing with here. As we talked about before, Jaws was directed by Steven Spielberg. Joy. Um, and it was written by Peter Benkley and Carl Gottlieb? 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 I think it's Gottlieb. I think you're right. Um, and it was produced by Richard D. Zanuck and David Brown. And uh, music by, drumroll, it's a Spielberg movie, throw a dart at it, and it's probably gonna be John Williams. You really just can't throw darts at John Williams. He's like 80 years old now. He doesn't respond well to that. He doesn't heal. John Williams is fucking eternal. You know how I know that? That man is like 80 years old and he said, I'm not doing any more fucking Star Wars movies. And then the next Star Wars movie comes out. Guess who's fucking there? John Williams. I... John Williams is the only thing keeping it together over there at the Star Wars franchise. Exactly. It, it, like, if we got rid of John Williams, like, who like who, who are we going to replace him with? Hans Zimmer? Fuck Hans Zimmer. Uh, Howard, uh, How, Howard, uh, God, what, what's it? He did the, Howard Shore. Yeah, Howard Shore. Howard Shore. I thought you were struggling really hard to say Howard Ashman, and I was like, that's kind of blue, but okay. No, no, <laughs> I, it's going to totally change the way we look at Star Wars, though, because it's going to get, like, a new Lord of the Ringsy kind of vibe. So, like, people are going to be looking off into the distance, and you're going to hear in the background, like, <laughs> it's just going to be, like, absolutely nuts. Wow. Anyone listening with earbuds hates you right now. Uh, That's cool. They're allowed to. <laughs> Wait, do they hate me for bringing up Howard Shore as a potential like composer for Star Wars or hate me for making that noise? All I know is that if they bring Howard Shore onto Star Wars, Star Wars will finally win an Oscar, but it'll be for fucking the score. And it'll be from the guy that made Lord of the Rings, who already won an Oscar for the score for Lord of the Rings. That's how that's gonna happen. Ugh, I hate how Lord of the Rings fans have that over Star Wars fans. I'm about it. I, I'm not. Like, I like Lord of the Rings, but it's like a once every, like, ten years I'll watch it. I think that's really all you need to watch, though. Like, you really don't need to watch it, like, every couple of months, you know? Right. I'm not some fucking nerd for that. For other things, sure. I've been yeah. playing Animal Crossing for four straight months, because I have no control over my life. Anyway. I... Uh, we Yeah, we gotta move <laughs> we on. Gotta we, can't, move we can't get into that. <laughs> Alright. And Jaws was released by Universal Pictures, which, uh, if you've ever been to Universal Studios, you probably figured this out. We'll talk about that later. Um, the movie stars Roy Schreider, as Chief Martin Brody. Uh, he was also one of the only original members of this movie to go to Jaws 2. Um, Robert Shaw is Quint. Richard Dreyfus is Matt Hooper. And if that name sounds familiar to you, it's probably because he is the father of Julia Louise Dreyfus, who played Elaine in, on Seinfeld, John's favorite sitcom. Uh, it's the only sitcom that matters. I hate you. Um, <laughs> we can get into it. We can get into it right now. We've already gotten into the bucket restaurant and everything else. Yeah, fuck it. All right, tell them about your sitcom bullshit. All right, so I have two concurrent theories about sitcoms. Uh, one is that they are all essentially the same, and that they all like center around certain like structural points. Yes. And they all have very similar tropes. So they are essentially the same at the core. That, or they all take place in the same uh, sitcom cinematic universe. So Seinfeld and Friends take place in different apartment buildings in New York City. Right. And uh, all the other ones are just scattered around. Okay. So are you saying that, like, uh, Leave It to Beaver also takes place in the same universe? Uh, perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, they all are just essentially America. You know, unless you have sitcoms that are taking place outside of America. I'm not really familiar enough with the American sitcoms, let alone the international sitcoms. Uh, it, well, do they have a British one? What, what do they do? Boil pork? Like, is that their thing? Like, what, what's going on with that? Um, I mean, the, the the Brits do have sitcoms. I mean, like, you know, uh, one that comes to mind would be, like, The Inbetweeners. It's kind of like a, a coming-of-age sitcom. They have, um, uh, Faulty Towers... Like, there's a lot of... There's, there's sitcoms over there. Was Faulty Towers just about, like, the architectural shortcomings of middle-aged stuff that's constantly falling apart around the UK? Um, no. That's, uh... I think that's Little Britain, um, because it's so small now. Because everything ah. is destroyed. But, yes. um... No, it's, uh... It, it's about a hotel. It, it's... I can't remember. It's one of the Monty Python guys. My brain is not working tonight, guys. Sorry. Someone's gonna someone's gonna hit me for that. Probably Lindsay. That's cool. Um. Anyway, 
So all sitcoms are the same. I, I agree with you that a lot of sitcoms borrow from each other and that, you know, if we didn't have one sitcom, we wouldn't have all the other ones. I completely agree with you. Um, this sitcom cinematic universe sometimes comes to fruition with crossover episodes. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, it's a theory that I support. It's just your hatred of the medium is what I don't support. I, I don't even think I'm passionate enough about it to hate it. Like, I really just think that, like, laugh tracks and um, people with, like, I don't know, single word names like Red and Kramer are all just basically, like, the same trope. Right, right, right. Uh, it, it's like Seal. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that, except way worse. It, it's like the boiled chicken leg of Ugh. entertainment. Like, is it food? Yes. Yeah. Can you eat it? Yeah. Yeah. It was designed for you to eat. That's true. But, like, I... But why? <sighs> why would you? It, no flavor whatsoever. Ugh. White people chicken. Anyway. I think that recently stuff like Parks and Rec has done better. Uh, I think that maybe we've gotten a little bit further along in, like, the mockumentary style stuff. Don't care for The Office. Uh, mostly because... It's, it's it's like cringe comedy that's not even all that funny like there's no payoff right it's just like watch this guy be cringy for like eight seasons and then watch the right. show struggle without him for two seasons yeah and there's a couple of yucks you know they're 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 fine they definitely had millions of dollars to throw at a writing team and we got a couple of yucks out of it but like i uh like yeah it's a thing we can make a whole another episode on just sitcom just things we don't like um, personally, I've never gotten the appeal of, like, Friends. Ah, uh, yeah, Friends. And, like, The Office and Friends are, like, the two biggest things. And I'm like, have none of you seen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Have none of you ever right? seen, like, anything that's worth watching? I guess, like, the only, like, agreeable sitcom that I watched on a pretty regular basis was uh, How I Bet Your Mother. And I really just mm -hmm. watched that for Neil Patrick Harris. I thought you were also into Arrested Development. Arrested Development's good, but I wouldn't consider that... I wouldn't put that in the same vein as, like, Friends or Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory is another one that I really Big fucking Big Bang hate. Theory is empty. It is ice soup. It, it is water casserole. It, it is... No. Yeah, it's... It, it's I, it's by the same people, so I understand why I have the same problem with Big Bang Theory as I do with this other show. But it's the same thing as Two and a Half Men. Like, I have a problem with these shows because they, like, it's just like, it's kind of like Spielberg. Like, yep, those are characters. Yep, that's I, happening. No, I, mm, I, I don't apply that logic the same way. I, I feel like Jaws brings a lot more to the table than, uh, I don't know, Friends does. Yeah, Spielberg? Even Friends was, like, kind of original, but, like, when you have, like, two generations of sitcoms past that and you're still doing the exact same thing, like, bro, like, you gotta, you gotta chill. Like, you gotta give the medium a rest. You're just beating a dead horse. Exactly. And, like, that's why I appreciate things like It's Always Sunny or Community. I think you would actually like Community a lot if you haven't watched it, John. I keep hearing about it. Yeah, I, I would watch that. I think you would enjoy it. It has a young childish Gambino in it. Uh, that's fun. Exactly. I, yeah, I I like that. <laughs> I like young childish Gambino. Uh, you know who else I like? Um, I like George Costanza. <laughs> um, we're going to move on, but I I remember at one point um at Zoomies they had a sweatshirt with a galaxy print on it and just George Costanza's face like huge all over the hoodie, and I wanted to buy it. But I didn't have $75, so I did not. You know what? $75 not spent on a George Costanza Galaxy hoodie is $75 well saved. <laughs> yep. A George Costanza hoodie shit... Uh, how would you say this? A George Costanza hoodie not bought is $75 earned. That's what Benjamin yes. Franklin said. That is what Benjamin Franklin said, and that is why his face is on the $75 bill. <laughs> Why is he on the $75 bill and the $100 bill? Hey, man. This is why. Hey, man. Were you Benjamin Franklin? No. Exactly. No, you, I love it. I love it. We have to move we on. We have to move on. All right. To finish out this cast, uh, Lorianne Gary as Ellen Brody. Uh, she also made him get to go to Jaws 3. Um. Okay. Listen, we're going to talk about Jaws 3. And I'm just going to let you know right now. Did you see the poster for Jaws I, 1? I hope you didn't just spoil Jaws 3 for me. <laughs> You've seen Jaws 3! <laughs> 
Uh, no, 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 no. It keeps being his son or his daughter. It's fucking stupid. Don't waste your time <laughs> yeah. with any of the other Jaws movies. It's not like Rocky where it's like, eh, a couple I, of them were good. It, it can't no, be the same shark bad. coming back. <laughs> like, this is not a franchise that can hold water, pardon the phrase. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, you, you're going there? You're doing that? You're holding water? I, I mean, I am holding water. I'm waiting for it to break. Ah. Um, I, I'm aware that that is something that might happen one day, I think. Anyway. N- no comment. No comment. All right, so this was released on a hot June 20th of 1975 with a budget of $9 million and a box office return of $470.7 million. That's a turnaround. That is a turnaround. That's the Juno effect. (laughs) I think Juno wishes it made $470 million. Especially in 1975 dollars. Oh man, I don't think they could have made Juno in 1975. Then again... No, far too controversial. You know, you can rip people apart in the jaws of a giant sea creature, but you can't just show a pregnant 16-year-old. Exactly. And another thing, Jaws is rated PG. Yep. I always thought this was rated R. Honestly, though, I mean, I I wish we could go back to this. You know, there's like some tasteful side boob. Uh, there's some teenage antics. There's passing out drunk on a beach. It is the Margaritaville movie. No, it is not. Although, I don't think this movie would be made worse by a Jimmy Buffett soundtrack. <laughs> I like Fins. Fins by Jimmy Buffett is the, the new title track for this. It's the theme. I, I, I just kind of imagine like anytime the shark is coming up, it would just be like, oh, let the volcano blow. And then like, as soon as like that, like psh, noise happens, he just pops out of the water like, ah! I, I love it. I love all of this. They're all just drinking land shark lager, you know, <laughs> owned by Jimmy Buffett. Good God. Have you ever had one of those? They're not that bad. Um, I have not, and I will not. All right, so let's talk about the blockbuster. So, Jaws is considered by many to be the first blockbuster film because theater patrons literally lined up around the block of the movies to see this movie, and as legend has it, like, the block just, like, kind of, like, gave way because there were so many people on it. Uh, oh, interesting. Uh, I don't believe that. I don't think this is the end of It's by Stephen King, you know, where the city just literally falls apart. That's in the book. That's not really in the movie, but in the book, the town just literally busts apart. Right. And they, and also all those kids have sex, but they do have sex. That. Yes. That, that is definitely <laughs> a thing that happens. Um, it sounds really bad. And then you read it and you're like, wow, this is really bad. <laughs> It's one of those things where it's like, oh man, uh, the, uh, Christi- I, the Christian right might actually have a point on this one. Uh, you know what? I, it's 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 no comment, no further. <laughs> it's a good book on the whole. It's on a. Good, it it except, really gets you in your feels, except for that 120 pages where those kids fuck. It's literally like a two, <laughs> like not even. I don't even remember. I, I don't try to spend too much time thinking about it. Two is too many. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, more like seven. Oh, actually, that. Were there seven? Yeah, there were seven, and then the other one dies later. It's a whole thing. Don't worry about it. Yeah, um, I I need to read the book because the second part of the It, like, um, modern reboot was not that good. Anyway. It is uh, worth reading. It is definitely worth reading. I'm at least going to get the audio. Anyway, um, so this movie did gangbusters because Universal Studios did not do a quote-unquote wide release for Jaws. Interesting. Okay, so this is kind of how this whole blockbuster thing started. Okay, so the execs at Universal had originally planned to release Jaws in 900 theaters that summer, but because they knew that people would come out in droves to see this movie, they actually reduced the number of theaters. Uh, the, yeah. They reduced the number of screens to 464 to pack out the movie houses. Hmm. This this was this was kind of a new concept, but it was also a common practice at the time to not do wide releases because it was usually associated with like lackluster quality movies like, oh, everyone gets to see this. Everyone gets to see Plan 9 from Outer Space, but not everybody gets to see Jaws. Ah, uh, yes. Uh I I really just think maybe they wanted people to feel like sardines packed together for effect. Yes, and because it was 1975 and there's probably no air conditioning in that movie theater. Mm-hmm. Probably a little sweaty too, so you know, like it's getting a little wet in there. Yeah, it's the 70s, so bush hair was pretty crazy. You know, the undergrundle of everybody around you collectively just fuming the place out. Yeah, with all the, with all that like dang gooch hair smell. Mm. Gooch Not hair. good. It is like a pack of sardines. It is. Um, maybe even anchovies, because it's stinky. And anyway, hairy. And hairy. Herring? Anyway, um... 
We already talked about the UK sitcoms. We can't we can't go back and talk about Heron. I know. We'll we'll do it another time. We'll do it another time. All right. So anyway, this would make people drive, you know, to a different town to go see Jaws or like what what is most commonly referred to as like the blockbuster would be Star Wars. Hmm. Th- this was also how they marketed Star Wars was just like, you know, you got to go somewhere else to see it. You got to stand in line for a long time and you might not even get to see it. That's so it's there's like an good. exclusivity to it. I like the idea. I don't think I would like actually doing it. I, I wouldn't either, but I mean, this is still like, you know, like when episode one came out, uh, Star Wars episode one for, for the layman. Right. Um, <laughs> that just sounded so douchey. I'm sorry, everybody. It's the um, Phantom Menace. The, the Phantom Menace. You remember like people, like you, like on the news, people were like lining up days before to get tickets to this movie. It's because of this. Like there was no online ticket. Now, huh. now I just either like go online and buy my ticket like you know maybe two weeks ahead of time if it's a movie i know that's gonna sell out or i just fucking find it on the internet the ticket or the movie the, the, both oh Depends okay on the movie. you don't want to admit to a, a intellectual property theft no 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 me no that's me? crazy i wouldn't do that no of course we're not spoiling every movie ever on this podcast <laughs> Most movies we cover are at least ten years old, so if you haven't seen them, you're not you're you weren't gonna watch them. Just yeah, stop. you're probably right. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's move on to uh, you know, let's talk about that shark. Ah, uh, yes, uh, the shark that we're gonna jump. They jumped the shark, and so did the. Is it the Fonz or the Fez? Which one is happen? Which one's jumping the shark? Um, well, if you want to get technical, the the Fonz is the one that jumped the shark first, but the Fez also jumped the shark in a Happy Days themed like fever dream in that '70s show. I hate this, and it further proves my point that it is all the same universe. Well, I mean, they're just reference. That '70s show was just referencing it. Anyway. Um, um, so, how did, how did you feel about the shark as someone who's never seen the movie in full until now? Did, uh, did Were you distracted by how fake it looked? No, no, I wasn't. It, it, it was fitting to the time, I think, and, like, I'm able mm-hmm. to contextualize that. Cause I've watched a lot of old movies, so old. From this era, really, like, 60s, 70s, 80s movies, uh, specifically, like, horror movies, sci-fi movies, I've seen a lot of them, and this is not crazy to me at all. No, and... I, the, <laughs> You know, people make a big deal about how the shark looks fake, and I'm like, did you want it to be real? And also, if they made this movie today, it would look fucking horrible, because they would do it with CGI, and it, like, it looks good, but I feel like they never quite get sea creatures right. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to get the natural movement in the water, you know, because that's not Mm -hmm. something that you can really just recreate on your own super easily. I mean, it's no John Carpenter's The Thing, but it's pretty good. Absolutely not. It's pretty good. Like, it... The, the only time I think it looks super fake is when it's, like, taking down the boat. Like, it, okay. it, it does look super fake there. Like, where it just fucking belly flops on the fucking fantail? Yeah. And, like, also, the shark is just impossibly large. Yes, that's the whole point. I know, I know. I understand. I, I understand that people like sharks. I mean, we have a whole week for those people on the Discovery Channel. And, like, you know, while they're watching that, the government does its secret backdoors. What? what? <sighs> okay, yeah. If you want to go there with it. I mean, uh Listen, man. I, I'm just kind of... It's kind of like adult men that are into sharks are just the same kids that were really into dinosaurs but just never really got over it. I guess. Have you ever seen a shark in person? Um, I mean, like, in an aquarium. Ah, uh, yeah, I saw one while I was snorkeling. The one time I went snorkeling. Ah, how did yeah. you feel about that? Well, it was, uh, come to find out it was a black tip shark, and it was about seven feet long. Oh, okay, and are those the ones that eat people? Um, they have attacked people before, but they're not, like, infamous for it. You know, like, tiger sharks attack people. But, like, this thing, I I, I don't know. It's, it, it was probably fine, but when I first saw it, that is not what I was thinking. You were like, oh, shit, I'm gonna die. Uh, yeah, like, that's dangerous. Like, th- that is here, and it is dangerous. Did, did you want to get out of the water immediately? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> what the fuck, man? I paid for this snorkeling trip. I'm not going to get back on that boat. <laughs> so you'd rather die than waste money. Look, I... Uh, at least I got a cool story, I guess. I, I don't know. Like, I, I, did, I didn't really think it all the way through. No, I, I understand. Like, Fear I came out that. here to see sea life, and I see life. And I see the life. 
Anyway, so the point is, like, that is the one credit I will give the movie is I don't think the shark looks that bad in this one. Now, as you keep going on, it gets pretty bad. Like, the further you go into the series, like, I actually do challenge you to watch at least one of the other ones. It doesn't matter which one. Uh Uh-huh. It doesn't matter. It absolutely does not matter. As a matter of fact, I I, I would say Jaws is a franchise. You could probably watch any of them and it wouldn't matter. If you're going to watch one of them, I would say watch the first one. One, but you don't have to watch any of them, first of all. And second, you can watch any of them. Alright, Sharknado versus Jaws. Is that a movie worth seeing? Um, like like an actual movie titled Sharknado versus Jaws? Yeah. Um, I guess I'd rather watch Sharknado than Jaws. Interesting. Because like Sharknado is like purposefully stupid. But also things like Sharknado wouldn't exist without Jaws. Right. So it's kind of like a lose-lose here. A lose-lose, you say. What about the Megalodon? The Megalodon. Okay, are, are these like all the like sci-fi channel like shark yeah, movies? Yeah, like you go on like deep like Amazon Prime Video and you find like 20 different shark movies and they're all like the Meg and it's like a 50 foot shark. Like why? Like who cares this much? I think some people just really get a rise out of shark movies. I mean, some people really like zombie movies. Zombies have kind of fallen out of vogue since like, I don't know, 2013, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but they still make zombie movies. So I think maybe the shark movie still has a place it's slightly different it's in sci-fi now it's not in horror this is not a horror movie this is a thriller right yeah people say it's a horror movie anyway i want to go back to what you're saying so what you're telling me is like shark movies are like for the salt life crowd and zombie movies are like for the guys that like just sit in their house and polish their gun for no reason um, I don't even think it's for that. Those people probably want to watch, uh, like, V for Vendetta. Uh, maybe they want to watch, like, Deliverance. No, no, no. I'm talking specifically about, like, the guys that sit home and, like, polish their gun. They never shoot it, but they're, like, real active about, like, they own guns. But I... Yeah, yeah, sure, why not? I think I'm they'd talking, probably I, be more interested in an Act of Valor type movie. I'm talking about the pussy gun owners. Oh, I see. Yeah, you're not actually gonna shoot anybody. That's dangerous. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk like that in what is essentially a public forum. Okay. I'm just kidding. If you own a gun, you're not a pussy. You're a good you're a good little American. You you're you're doing your civic duty. Go be a hero. Go be a cowboy slugger. The anyway. only thing Zach is angry about <laughs> is Spielberg. Don't don't uh, take it personally. I, I, I am venturing my anger out into other forums. However, if you open carry, fuck you. Um, I, <laughs> you've clearly <laughs> never been to Texas. Um, I, I don't need to go to Texas. You know what? If you, you hate know what? open carry you know so much, you can come here to California where it is illegal and you can pay $2,600 for a studio apartment. You know what? Maybe I will. Or, you know what? Like, if I... I think people only open carry in Texas because they are so afraid that Mexico is going to just come take its land back like it fucking should. It's happened anyway. once before. It's happened once before. Um, and... And it should happen again. Anyway, um... <laughs> again, no comment. Public forum. <laughs> Fuck Texas. Um, <laughs> before... <laughs> now that I've defamed our complete and total legacy of this podcast, let's talk about the legacy of Jaws. Ah, yes. So, like I said, Jaws had three sequels, including the universally panned Jaws 3D, D, D, D. And, like I said before, only Ron Scheider returned for Jaws 2. Um, mm. <laughs> so, let's talk about Jaws 3. You know, like, in like movies or tv shows where they make fun of like the cheesy 3d movies yeah they are mainly talking about jaws 3 I... like like every horrible 3d trope you can think of it's in jaws 3d like I it's, see. it's pretty bad honestly um i mean i need you to see it to really talk about it but it's bad and the jaws the revenge is somehow worse Okay, the revenge, which is which one? Two, this, three. This is four. Oh, Jaws: The jo- Revenge is the fourth one, and then they they never made another one. There was talks about doing a remake back in like 2010, and then they decided against that because they were like, "This isn't even really a movie." <laughs> What, what do you mean it's not a movie? You can remake the original Jaws. You could remake the original Jaws, but I would argue they already did that three times. Okay. I, I <laughs> yes, I get where you're going with that, but like, dude, you just lay off for like two seconds. Let the movie breathe. You know what? Maybe Jaws isn't a movie. Maybe it's just in it's maybe it's just art. Maybe it's just a poster. Maybe it just belongs in a museum. Maybe it's a monthly subscription box. Maybe it's a monthly subscription box. 
Let's let's stop stealing from BoJack Horseman. We do this almost like every third episode. It's a great show. It is an awesome show. Did you finish it? No. Finish it. Look, I need someone to talk to you about it because Lindsay won't finish it because it's sad. It is sad. I, I'm going to have to do it here pretty soon, though. Let me know when you do. Call me as soon as you're done because I want to know how you feel about it. I've had no one to talk about with this because I, I joined several BoJack Horseman Facebook groups and then I got right the fuck out of them. I <laughs> I don't I don't want to know. I, I don't want to know about that. It's horrible. Like on one of them, like people were just like bitching about their lives because I guess BoJack Horseman opens up like some sort of emotional well for them. Yes, so, it's like, literally just an entire animated series about bitching about your life. It, it was it, it, the audacity. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? If Jaws is not a movie, I think it's fair to say that Bojack Horseman is an animated series about bitching about your life. Fair enough. You know what? I'll take that. Um, okay, and I theme park people, I promise you, I'm going to talk about this now. Um, so there was a Jaws ride at Universal Studios called... John, I want you to guess what it was called. Don't look at the notes. Um, I'm gonna guess they got a little creative with it, and it's called Jaws, but it's J-A-W-S, and it stands for Jaws Animatronic uh, Wizard Slam Dunk Fest. Uh, yeah. Well, I think that you should work for Universal Studios, but you did too much work. They called it Jaws the Ride. Nice. <laughs> and, you know, nice. it was basically, like, you go out on a boat and jaws is there it's kind of like the poster for the movie which is just the movie um you are beating this fucking movie to death i fucking hate this movie honestly like like i'm so glad it was on hbo max so i didn't have to pay to rent it but you paid for hbo max but i also get other things at hbo max i'm fine with that Ugh. like uh what comes out tomorrow um uh fucking uh, the new reg the guy uh, JG Quintel who created a uh, regular show uh -huh. has a um adult series coming out on HBO Max tomorrow and I'm excited about that. Um, <laughs> they also have Elmo. All right, cool. I'm glad that Elmo is now owned by a company that has like a like a big ass premium porno selection. Um. I think they actually, didn't they get rid of the HBO After Dark shit? I, how could they justify charging so much for it if they did? Um, I mean, I think that they're still trying to go off that Sopranos and Game of Thrones money. Like, uh, people won't just buy the DVD sets of this. Well, actually, they're right now. Yeah, the Sopranos was never the same after Kenny G left. <laughs> I hate you. That, that was that, that was simultaneously the best and worst joke we've ever made on this podcast. You're welcome, fan or You're fans. <laughs> How many of them are there now? Um, I don't know. We might have lost the only one. It, like, maybe maybe they were just listening and they're like, man, this podcast is okay. I'm enjoying it. But I swear to God, if they ever shit on Steven Spielberg or specifically Jaws, I will stop listening. Right. I think they wouldn't have even made it this far for me to make a low-hanging joke about Kenny G. What was it? Low hanging fruit. I actually thought that was pretty clever. Okay. To be well, completely I'm glad, honest with I'm you, I'm glad someone thought it was clever. I'm glad saxophone humor is still appreciated out here. I love it. Um, what the, what isn't getting much love anymore is Jaws the Ride. Um, ah. it closed in 2012 to make room for the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Look, if you're having trouble getting people to ride Jaws the Ride, then you can build the Hogwarts castle around the Jaws ride, and it just dumped, like, the middle of the Harry Potter ride is just the Jaws ride. <laughs> you just magically get transported to the Jaws ride. Well, you know, it's like, it's like the coaster car goes through the first part of the Harry Potter ride, into the Jaws ride, and then does the rest of the Harry Potter ride. So that way, if you came to see the Jaws ride, you have to ride the Harry Potter ride. And if you came to ride the Harry Potter ride, you're going to have to deal with the Jaws ride, too. <laughs> this is a very strange way to preserve history. It's a bargaining chip. <laughs> Look, we won't get rid of the Jaws ride, but just so you know, no one's going to be happy with the decision we're going to have to make here. Look, man, it's a compromise. Is it a compromise? Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> I don't... I, Fuck you. Um, just fucking tape a wand to his fin. Put a little hat on his dorsal. I I, I don't know. <laughs> hi, Sheriff. I'm hi. I'm Sheriff Wood. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Anyway, that I, was, that was again <laughs> with those those clever jokes. 
No, that was that was deep from the recesses of my brain. I don't know if I've actually watched Toy Story one in a decade. Anyway, um, <laughs> if you got that, f in the chat. F in the chat. Um, just just f all over the whatever chat you can put this into. I don't know. Go on, just go on our Facebook page and just put f there. Yeah, just we'll do know it. what you meant. We sent you. <laughs> Good God. All right. Um. So. John, th- this is an important question. Was this Blockbuster available at Blockbuster? There's no way that it wasn't. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. Yay, I was right. <laughs> you win nothing. Perfect. Um, Jaws was released on home video in 1980 and on Laserdisc in 1978. Again, Laserdisc beating home video VHS to the punch. <laughs> it They had Jaws first. They, they, I, they, like two years ahead. They're the only ones that could say that. <sighs> <laughs> Except for those 464 select theaters. Exactly. They had Jaws first, but you know who really got to keep Jaws? Laserdisc. I love it. I love Laserdisc. I love Laserdisc too. Um, I actually, uh, this is, I'm again taking us dangerously off the rails. I went to a flea market the other day and they had just an entire like two vinyl bins full of Laserdiscs. And I've never wanted to own a Laserdisc player more. Because they were all weird-ass, obscure movies. Did you just buy them anyway? No, because I didn't... I was like, I can't warrant spending $10 on this because I don't know what movie this is. And... I don't have a player to play it in, so I like I would have to know something about this movie to buy it. Ah, uh, yes, it kind of reminds me of um, back in the day. You remember it was junior year of high school, and we had that Halloween party, and uh, we had uh, like the costume contest, and like the, they were like top three people got prizes. I think one of them got a Nintendo sixty four because we had like a bunch of them for some reason, and uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember what second prize was. Third prize was a random vinyl record that I think our friend Michael got at a Goodwill, and he managed to get. Eddie Rabbit's best year of my life on LP. This. And it they didn't even take it home with them. They left it there. And I was like, well, this is... I don't even have a record player. I, I But I have this now. <laughs> I, I love how that... You just own that now. Do you still own it? I think I do. I think it got thrown in our record bin because my wife actually has a record player. Nice. So, do you know how to work the record player? I do. Awesome. You should put it on, just for old time's sake. I could just go to Spotify and listen to all the Eddie Rabbit my heart desires. Oh, Eddie Rabbit. Who art thou? Um, Who knows? He's like Cat Stevens, but uh, way less misogynistic. I, I would have to assume so. I didn't know that about Cat Stevens. Look it up. It's great. Okay. All right. So let's close out this episode with something I kind of thought about while I was watching Jaws and that I think if you're going to rewatch Jaws, you should too. Um, I'm going to call this section recontextualizing. Ah, I see where you're going with this. Yes. Okay. So Jaws was made for a specific audience in 1975. Um, I'm pretty sure you could find some sort of political statement inside of Jaws from that time. I didn't bother to look that up because I kind of saw an allegory for 2020 in Jaws while I was watching it, and it actually made it watchable. Lay that truth bomb on me. Does it have anything to do with being a freewheeling drunk 19-year-old on a beach? No. That's that's just my dreams at night. Ah, Um, I see. Uh, Oh, to be 19 again. Oh, to be 19 again and just streak every everywhere because you have no shame and you're too sure. drunk to care any um kind of watching jaws it kind of reminded me of the covid19 situation we're in right now all right well we just got banned on several platforms for saying the magic word covid19 yeah remember a few episodes back when we got banned in china too yeah <laughs> now we're banned everywhere i promise um fbi agents if you're listening i am not spreading misinformation it's not the first time we've been banned from a major platform though you remember our eighth grade video project that got banned in the United States for a few years? Oh yes, the 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 form the uh, the Civil War claymation. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's pretty bad. If you live in Canada, you can watch it though. Um, I mean, it's it's available in the U.S. now. Oh, okay. So so we have circumvented the um the censorship. Yes, of yes. YouTube, even though the censorship of YouTube is way fucking worse now. Uh, at anyway. least we're not on that platform. Yeah, we're not on that platform yet. yet. Yeah. If you guys want it, we will do it. But I don't know how many of you actually have. I'm going to um, wear a ski mask in every video. Ooh, he's a slump god. He's... Mm-hmm. All right. Um... <laughs> So the, the the parallels I found in this were let's let's just start at the beginning. The chief wants to shut down the beach as soon as the shark sightings happen. The mayor of the town did not want to shut down due to economic concerns. 
No one reacts until on July 4th, they see a little boy get eaten by a shark, and the first people the mayor sends into the water are the elder people. Ooh, I see where you're going with this, and I think, uh, I think you might be onto something here. It's definitely yeah. a similar situation to what we've seen in the past few months. Exactly, and that's what I was thinking about. Like, obviously, this is not intentional. This movie was made in 1975. If Steven Spielberg could predict COVID-19 and decided to make a shark movie out of it, I would rescind everything I said in this podcast. Ah, uh, I see. Well, I mean, you still... Does that just mean that you're admitting that it is, in fact, a movie at that point? Um... I mean, I'm just joshing around. Like, this is a movie. I see. I don't really like it, and I think that it's a little exploitive, but, I mean, it is it is a movie. I still think it's basically summed up in the poster. Like, You're it, treading on thin ice. I guess so. Uh, just, it, please come, come punish me, Spielberg daddy. Um, but anyway, so, like... Yeah, it, it, it felt really odd to be watching it and to be watching Jaws and for it to still mean something today. Like, to have yeah. some sort of bigger meaning. And, I mean, like I said, it, it was completely unintentional. But it still just felt so real and so current. And I'm sure that that was part of the political message back then, too. That, like, you know, people definitely care more about the economics of things than they do you know, the health and safety of the public. Like, it, like okay, so we got 400 people to come to this beach, 400 people paid to be on the beach, and only one died? I think we made out pretty good. Yeah, maybe so. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know about that. I mean, I get it. Nobody wants to live in, like, a Mad Max dystopia. And, you know, if you have, like, your economy get destroyed, you'll have that. If you let sharks run the world, you'll also have that. Um, it, it seems like a lose-lose burning the candle on both ends. And uh, I say we should all live in a bunker. We should just all go live in a fallout bunker. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll cook you up some dinner in a bucket. Awesome. And uh, the whole the whole bunker is concave. So it will all just go to the middle and we will all fight like animals for it. Yeah, have you ever played Beyblades? It's like that, except people covered in lasagna. <laughs> I, I, is, is this some sort of, like, new, like, mud wrestling thing, like, where we could just pay people to watch people fight lasagna? Oh, you know what? Is that not what they do on, like, uh, Jerry Springer, Italy? <laughs> oh, good. You pissed off the Italian-Americans. We'll be getting, we'll be, <laughs> again, we'll, we'll be getting letters. We'll be getting them. We're getting letters for that. Of all the things that we've done and said in this podcast, we're, you know what, though? That is a defamation. We still did not defame Michael Vick. We, we still have not. We'll get there, though. We'll do bad boys at some point. It'll be fun. Um, <laughs> anyway, but until such point that we do bad boys, um, I think that's gonna do it for this week. John, did you have anything else to say? Nope, sure don't. I think we got it. Let's wrap it up. Uh, nice, pretty package. Uh, blockbuster movie. Uh, four stars. Check it out. Um, definitely one and a half stars. Check it out at your own risk. Anyway, for For Your Information, I'm Zach. And I'm John. Please go check us out on Facebook. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. We would super appreciate it. Uh, good night and good luck. What the fuck ever. Go watch a new movie. <laughs>